When it comes to COVID-19, I have heard experts say you want to know what's going to happen here. Look at other places on the globe. And it's a no-brainer that we are next. Uh, you have to wonder when looking at uh, Britain's labor crisis, what's going to happen here. Uh, they are struggling with supply chain disruptions caused by trucker shortages. They've got a situation where, you know, we might not get to this 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 point because they've got a lot more, uh, you know, things in play, especially with Brexit. But the army is currently filling, filling up gas pumps for them. And we heard from Dan McTagg, gas is about to go up. You heard Dave Bradley punctuate it in his newscast with a... Uh, very loud gut punch. But Canada's trucking industry could be in trouble. We are struggling to fill thousands of jobs. Here to give us an idea of what that uh, that shortage looks like right now and where it could possibly go, Angela Splinter. She's CEO at Trucking HR Canada. Welcome to the program, Angela. Good to have you on. Oh, thanks for having me, Kelly. So currently, can you outline what kind of uh, numbers we're talking when it comes to how uh, big a shortage this is with regard to truck drivers? Sure. Um, in the first or the second quarter of 2021, we were at 18,000 truck driver vacancies in Canada. This is one of the highest rates of all occupations. So that's a vacancy rate of 5.5%. Other industries average around 3.5%. And really, this is bringing us back to exactly where we were before the pandemic hit. We were hitting record vacancies and shortages then. Now as we're starting to emerge and come out of the pandemic, hopefully start looking at economic recovery, these shortages are concerning, similar to what we're seeing in the UK. It's having broader implications. Where could we go with the shortage if we don't do anything about it? Well, we're going to experience uh, continued delays in goods. I think a lot of people did experience that throughout the pandemic getting your exercise equipment or getting vehicles, like some of those non-essential goods, we saw delays. Uh, We're going to see perhaps less selection. Uh, We can see increased costs. Uh, It's our hope that we can start addressing the issue soon so that we don't have that situation, that we don't start seeing uh, issues with essential goods being delivered to consumers. What is contributing to the shortage? Is it pay? Is it long hours? The perennial issues uh, just keep, they keep emerging within our industry. And you've mentioned one of them. Work-life balance is a big one, especially as an industry that struggles to bring young people in. We have one of the oldest workforces in the country, uh, high retirement rates. We saw a lot of retirements throughout the pandemic. That was a concern, and that is where we lost a lot of drivers. A lot of them just made that decision. It's time for me to hang my hat. This is too much. Um, and then bringing young people in to an industry that does struggle with work-life balance. We know that. Uh, so that's something we need to address. Also with bringing women into the industry, those are some things we need to address. When it comes to compensation, I, the, the position or the occupation has a competitive wage of just under $70,000 as the average salary for a truck driver. So I think some of those root issues around work-life balance are some things we need to look at more carefully. What's the average age of a truck driver? Because you said a lot of the the truck drivers are older. Well, the majority of our truck drivers are 55 and older. Uh, That's a challenge. The average age is pushing 60. Um, That's a challenge, too. So getting young people coming into our industry, it's what we need. We we have challenges in doing that. Uh, We know that young people are facing some barriers in getting into our industry, the cost of training is one of them. It can cost between five to $10,000 to get your commercial driver's license. 
And that's a challenge, particularly in Ontario. There's limited options to access funds. You can't access a student loan for that for that training. Uh, it's not an apprenticeship trade. We're mm-hmm. limited in terms of the job grant. So we need to address that because young people that are considering this type of work, blue-collar type work, we're losing them to other industries like construction. So we need to find ways to, to bring them into trucking. I was just wondering if we'd see companies, uh, you know, incentivizing working for them by paying for training. But if you pay for somebody's training, what's to say they're not just going to up and leave you and find another company to work for? And then you've invested in something that, you know, you don't get any payback on. Yeah, you're exactly right on that, Kelly. And we do have an initiative where we're working with employers and we've received funding from the federal level through the Youth Employment Skills Strategy where we can cover the cost of that training for young people. So we're working with employers so that they can pick their candidates. We vet the training because we want to make sure they're getting good quality training. And this is a program that's been working. We only wish we could get more, right? We need 18,000 truck drivers. That's our current vacancy rate. Um, The program is helping us get a couple of hundred. Um, clearly, we, we need to do more around that. But there are some initiatives in place that can certainly help. And what are those initiatives? Well, I just mentioned that wage subsidy. Yeah. Um, that's an initiative that, that can help, or the training subsidy. And we also have wage subsidies uh, where we can bring more young people coming in. We know we need to do more in bringing women into the industry. Um, that's always been a challenge. Those perceptual issues persist. Uh, I think all... Uh, trade-type work and labor has a hard time bringing women in. But uh, at this point, we know women were harder hit through the pandemic. So what an opportunity for us to better connect them to the economic opportunities that our industry can offer. Can you talk about um, the challenge with uh, safety? Because I think that's a big, uh, that would be a big roadblock when it comes to women becoming truck drivers. It certainly is. It's, a again, we encourage women and the young people coming into the industry really seek out those reputable employers, the employers that take workplace um, harassment and violence seriously. We know that they're out there. The challenge we have in being one of the largest employers in the country is there's going to be some bad apples out there. Uh, So there are employers that have inclusive work environments that really work to ensure everyone is safe within their work environment. Um, But as well, those issues do need to be addressed and employers do need to be on top of it. Uh, and we help them in doing that. Give us an idea of how many truck drivers we need to hire in order to keep up with the demand we're looking at right now. Well, the 18,000 is what we were short the second quarter of 2021. And what we've done is forecasting. And this is our labor market information work we've done with the Conference Board of Canada. And we're looking to hire almost 17,230 drivers each year from now up until 2025. What's the likelihood of that actually happening when you look at the track record of how many people are leaving and how many people are being attracted to this industry? Well, it's not going to be easy. Uh, Are we going to meet all of that? Likely not. I think you're right. But we certainly have to uh, look at ways to get more people coming into the industry, look at ways to support the the work-life balance of drivers, looking at new technologies and new approaches to how we can manage uh, our workplaces so that we can continue to meet demand, uh, consumer demand, as it's starting to grow. I was reading, I think, a comment on social media. Someone pointed out, well, this is a short-term problem because uh, Musk is working on uh, self-driving trucks. What do you say to that? It's not a short-term problem. It's a long-term problem that we're facing. 
Uh, if we look at all of the trucks that are on the road today, they can't be replaced tomorrow, and it's expensive, right? <laughs> trucks have, have a shelf life. Um, so these capital investments that these companies have made, um, that's not just going to change overnight. Additionally, as we transition to new technologies, we need to stay on top of the skills requirements and the training we're going to need around that, the new regulations. Those all need to um, keep pace as well. So we do need to look at new technologies. Absolutely, we're not saying it's not going to happen. Uh, we're also looking at greener technologies and electric vehicles. That's important too. Um, those are just going to take longer than I think um, most people outside of the industry uh, perhaps realize. And if you are outside the industry, this affects all of us. If you're sitting in your car right now, you might be sitting beside an 18-wheeler or beside three or four. Uh, these are people that are shipping goods all around the province, all around the country, and those are goods that you want, whether it be uh, consumable goods or uh, non-essential goods that we have come to rely on throughout this pandemic that make our lives a little bit easier and happier. Uh, absolutely. And what I would add on that is as we're looking to come out of this pandemic and economic recovery, trucking and logistics support every other productive industry. We support agriculture, manufacturing, retail, forestry, the list goes on. So for us to really come out of this pandemic and move forward, we need a strong and healthy trucking and logistics sector. Are you concerned at all about the vetting of people getting into this sector? Because, you know, it used to be truck drivers were the best drivers on the road. At one point in time, they were professional drivers. There were a lot of people that would follow long haul drivers when they were taking uh, trips. Now we're seeing more and more uh, erratic truck drivers out on the roads, truck drivers not understanding you can't drive in the passing lane. Uh, and I'm hearing this from professional truck drivers that have been in the industry, those old timer drivers that are listening right now. So how can we be sure that if we're in a desperate situation with this trucker shortage, that we're not going to see um, more unprofessional, uh, less skilled drivers out on the road. Yeah, that's a valid concern. Absolutely. And what we're looking to do with our training subsidy that I talked about earlier, we're vetting those employers, we're vetting those training programs to make sure they're getting into good quality programs. So that's one of the other pluses of this program. For those looking to get in the industry, I encourage people to look to those reputable employers uh, to make sure they're getting the training that they need. And just getting your commercial driver's license, that's the first step. There's, you know, those reputable employers, you need to do more when you come on, when you're onboarding. You need that coaching and mentoring, that on-the-job experience. Uh, you need these finishing programs. Just because you have your commercial driver's license does not mean that you're able to drive a 53-foot trailer down the highway. There's more training that's needed. So we need people going to those reputable employers and you know, we're doing our best to make that happen. Again, being one of the largest industries, uh, it's a challenge. All right. I'm going to leave it at that, Angela. Thanks so much for uh, bringing this to our attention. I appreciate it. It's a scary situation. And uh, hopefully uh, we are going to maybe spark the interest of some women listening to the show, some younger people that are looking for a new profession. Could be uh, truck driving. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. Cheers. That's Angela Splinter, CEO of Trucking HR Canada.